Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is our version of a toast to Her Ice's final regular season show. That wasn't champagne, though. That would be inappropriate. It's an orange sun kissed that Peter just purchased from the vending machine. This is Peter Odney. I'm here with my partner in crime and my partner, in some ways, my partner in life, Todd Houck. I apologize for my voice at this point. Uh, it It's... Um, Sandpaper. I love right it. Now. No, there's a lot of people out there wish they had that voice. It's like my the voice bar- is gone right now. Barry White is to my f- my face as we face each other. Hey, folks, I'd like to welcome you back to uh, Her Ice. This is season number two. This is episode Woo! number eight, nine of the season. And if this is your first time listening to us, we are a podcast that discusses and focuses on girls' uh, high school hockey here in the great state of Minnesota where we Darn right players, games, hot topics, and anything related to the coolest game on ice. And today we are broadcasting live. I'm sorry, podcasting. I say that every time. Uh, it's kind of like <laughs> listening on your radio dial, but you're watching a TV screen. It's not, it's not even live because nobody's listening to it. Well, it's doing. live to me. But we're in <laughs> Studio 1A at YHH, uh, the home office, uh, where it's partly cloud. Actually, it's pretty dang cloudy, about 22 it's degrees. It's incredibly cloudy. But it's sunny in here with your sun kiss. And our main sponsor today is going to be not the pizza that I'm eating because I'm so... That pizza looks sad, man. It is super sad. I've just where's stuffed... The, where's the half pound of cheese? There is no... There's maybe like a, a half an ounce of cheese on this piece. That's brutal. Why don't you tell us about the pizza you should have gotten? The pizza I should have got would have been a brew pub, lots of matzo pizza, where they put a half a pound of cheese on every single pizza. So let me tell you, folks, if you're looking for that pizza that's going to satisfy you and your family... Make sure when you stop at your local grocery store or a quick trip and get yourself one of those lots of matzo brew pub pizza because they will definitely fill you up, satisfy you, and make a lot of happy people in the house. Happy people in the house. And that's not cheese product no. on those pizzas. That's real Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Cheese. You know, I'm not a big Scotty fan, but let me tell you one thing they do well. And that is the cheese category. Yeah, not a fan of Wisconsin as a state or just a general concept, but they do make good cheese. Hey, speaking of good concepts and cheesy, I want to slide (laughs) over to um, our top 10 review. Uh, As Peter, I want to give all the credit to Peter because he really runs through these teams and makes sure that there's a lot of research and a lot of thought goes into every single team that's on the top 10, whether you're a double A or single A, or as I sometimes like to call it, the A plus one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm fun to be with him. So this one, I got to be a chance to be with him a little bit, but still he makes the final uh, decision. So let's slide over to number 10 and the double A's to Mr. We, we do have a new number 10 in class 2A. It's kind of, it's, we mentioned it almost every week. It's kind of a revolving door. So Benilde St. Margaret's uh, takes over at number 10 because Holy Family lost to Benilde. Not only lost, they got shut out 4 to nothing. If it had been a closer game, I might have kept uh, Holy Family at number at uh, at number 10. We might have shook up the rankings even more. But it was a 4 nothing win for Benilde, so they take over at number 10. Uh, Blake moves from 7 to 3, and here's why. When you beat teams that were ranked number 4 and number 6 last week, that counts for a whole heck of a lot. So moving from 7 to 3, um, gives us our preseason. I titled it the preseason uh, Three Musketeers. Yes. Are back at one, two, and three. Dine at one, and over two. Blake at three. No change in class 1A. I am 
well aware that Breck lost, but here's the deal. They lost by one to a top five class 2A program that is not nearly enough to bump them from the top spot. Nope. And they also beat Chisago Lakes by five, and Chisago has, uh, I believe, two two or three Division One commits, and they've spent some time in the top five. So not enough to have Breck bumped out of that top spot. Nope, not at all. So let's slide over, and, and I have a feeling, um, based on my notes here, that the single A is staying intact. The single A is going to stay intact for Which a little while, at least. A little while. Is it going to? Do you think? I mean, I, we we have a couple games we're going to talk about, and our big games coming up. Do you think any of that's going to shift at all? We're we pretty much locked in. Do you think until sections? I think we're pretty much locked in until sections. There's, if considering there's only one or two games left on the docket. For these teams, um, Proctor Hermantown, even if they lose to Blaine, we'll talk about that a little bit later. That's a class, that's a quality class two A program that's hung with some of the state's best. Uh, South St. Paul has also hung with some of the state's best, so I don't see them dropping out at any point. It's kind of tough to drop Cloquet out considering they've got nineteen wins. World's not going anywhere at number two. Um, so yeah, I think we're pretty much locked in for. Uh, Oh, today's the this week is the final regular season rankings. Oh man, that's it. I should oh, I should have listed that. That's right. Maybe we would have gotten hey, more page well, views. It's the last one that we're going to speak about next week when we start talking about sections and playoffs. Uh, we'll have that new ranking, oh, which man. will pop out on Monday. That show is going to take. That is going to be a great a long time. It can be. We're going to try to slice it a little bit. But, hey, speaking of slicing, let's slice ourselves right over to Reviews Day, which some people call Tuesday. And there's a couple yeah. games from last night as well as some other games that we want to kind of make mention. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't a lot of big, big games last night that shocked the world. Actually, I just found one. <laughs> you found another one? Okay. I just found it. That's okay. I'm going to go first because <laughs> I know your voice is kind of uh, quivering a little bit and want yeah. to give it give it a break. So let's talk about a game that I was actually at last night, which was uh, Benilde St. Margaret's uh, defeating uh, Bloomington Jefferson by the score of 3-1. to one. I guess if you're going to pull anything out of this one, it wasn't a big surprise that uh, Benilde was – that won that game. But I think the bigger surprise is the fact that uh, Jefferson stayed within uh, reaching distance, if I can, or, or striking distance. Um, striking distance. Benilde did. It was actually a scoreless game after one, and then uh, Benilde struck a couple times in the second period. Uh, Olivia Haig had her first of two goals in the second period, and they really, I don't say had their way, but it really was. I like to break down games in possession-wise. You know, I have a one-third, two-third game, or maybe a one-fourth, three-fourths game. This was really one of those 1-4-3-4s where Benilde really controlled the puck, no matter if it was offense or defense neutral. Didn't give uh, Jefferson a lot of opportunities. I mean, for the most part, Jefferson only had nine shots on net, <laughs> and I think that was <clears throat> right on. Uh, Jefferson goalie uh, Chastity Anderson had a big game last night. She did have 36 saves, and a lot of good saves actually kept them in the ballgame. Um, I, I tell you, if, if Benilde had... Uh, had some open shots, had some, they were trying to go high on her when she was going down. She could easily had 45 saves, I think, or, or the, the score could have been 8-7-1, to seven to one, which I think is what everybody's looking at. So that's why 3-1 is kind of a, if you're going to, if Jefferson's going to feel good about themselves, that's a good one to say, well, we did lose to them, but we did lose to them in only a 3-1 fashion. They lost to them actually at the rec center before in a 4-1 battle. So uh, get them to only three goals, that's pretty good for the uh, powder blues of Bloomington. It's a better scoreline than Holy Family. Oh, totally. Losing by four. Totally. Um, the the game that I just found, because I was lurking around the schedule. Lurk, lurk, lurk. So Sartell Sock Rapids beat Brainerd Little Falls last night. 
You know, I you know <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought that up. And my little side note on that. Well, I'll let you I'll let you jump on that one. And I'll give you my side. I note. think that's a big. I think that's a big deal. So Brainerd outshot Sartell, um, Sock Rapids, thirty three to eighteen. But Sartell, Sock Rapids goaltender Chloe Stockinger, Stockinger, whatever it is, thirty three saves to earn the shutout. And because I'm such a stickler for uh, performance on the power play, Brainerd Little Falls goes over five. Mm, with the player advantage. I think that's a big upset win, man. Not special teams. They were unspecial. They were not. The in, I can't tell if it's unspecial or in-special. Maybe non-special. Non-special. I think non's probably a better way to phrase it. So here's my, my piece. I'll throw you about, uh, about Brainerd Little Falls. Yeah, hit me. Uh, right now, the the record is, let's see, if I look at officially, the records are looking at, shucks, what's the record? I just had up there for a second. Uh, Sartell Sock Rapids is 13-9-1. They are Brainerd. So Brainerd <laughs> Little Falls is 14-8-1. Uh, Going into the season, mind you, they were the runners-up last year in the mm-hmm. state tournament. So I was actually hoping that they were going to be really riding high. So I don't know if I want to put them in the same category as, as Proctor Hermantown, where the record is deceiving because every time I look, I'm like, oh, my gosh, i got to look. i got to look at Brandon Little Falls because I'm looking to have some of their, their big, big, like Sophie, uh, Sophie Robinson having you know a, a big season for them, obviously you know the Gabby Smith. But they just have not got a lot of wins that I, I was kind of looking for. Mind you, their schedule has not been – the most amazing. Uh, they did have a. Uh, they did have an upset early in the season by beating uh, Blake, but uh, you know losing to Forest Lake and uh, losing to Roso and splitting with Grand Rapids Greenway and and losing to Minnetonka. So it's like and lose and then tying Warrell, which is good. You know, a couple weeks ago, but I've been looking for Brainerd just get that upper echelon to be up there, and they just have not impressed me. They're kind of like hanging in that fifteen spot, and they just can't get up to that top 10 where I think they're going to be mentioned every single week. Your thoughts? And granted, they, they had to replace Olivia King, who was their, their backstop last yes. year. They've rotated between Bria Sawyer and Emily Johnson, and their numbers look good. I'll say that right now. Both their numbers look pretty good. They have a solid team. They could still, I think they're, they still have a good chance to come out of Section 8 because it'll come down to uh, those two and, uh, and Rozo. Very true. So um, I did have him on the side, but I kind of put him on the non-prospect because I was like, shoot, that's a, you know, they lost 2 nothing. So I'm not trying to take something away from uh, Sartell Sock Rapids. It's still a good win for them. That's a, a good section win for them, uh, but the, for, for the most part. Um, let's jump on a couple of those. And obviously we, Maple Grove had a, an interesting week where they had to go against two top three teams, uh, almost like back-to-back. Yeah. And so uh, we'll throw that one over to Peter because he's become the Maple Grove spokesperson, if I can. I, I wish I was the Maple Grove spokesperson. I, I need to go see the Crimson play. So they lose to Blake in overtime, 3-2. to two. It's a huge win for the Bears. It looked like uh, um, Bears out-dueled the Crimson, outshot the Crimson 40-30. to 30. But hmm. what's even more impressive for Blake is that they did it without getting one single point from Lily DeLandis or Addie Burton. Susie Higuchi had a goal Whoa. and an assist in this game. That's a big deal. But Maple Grove beating Breck last week, that's also a big deal. Four goals in the second period. They hold off a late Breck charge. Brooke Casabo uh, stops 30 out of 34 shots, um, edges out. Brex, Sarah Peterson, who stopped 32 of 37. So Maple Grove is going to be one of those teams that's totally battle-tested. You can't find a huge hole in their game outside of maybe there's not a pure scorer in the lineup. But uh, they got good goaltending, good defense. They're incredibly well-coached. So Maple Grove, 
should be the representative out of five. And I actually got to watch him a couple weeks ago when I was over actually watching my son play over in Victoria. Um, I got the I was watching his game on one rink and then a slime back and forth. I thought, hey, Maple Grove is playing. I'm going to peek over here and you know, me and Peter talking about, hey, should I come? I should go watch this game because they they held a Holy Family to a two one uh, victory for the Crimson, and I got to watch Brooke Casabo in in person. So. Definitely showed me why right now she's got 17 wins and she's got a 162 goals allowed average. So um, definitely going to be – I'm backing up what Peter's saying is that I think uh, Maple Grove has a goaltender to push them as far as they want to go in this tournament. So they play Edina in their last regular season game. Oh, I've got that right uh, here. That's a big game coming Friday. up. Oh, my goodness. Boy, I might have to clear my schedule and go to that one. You might have to. Hey, let's talk about some big games coming up, shall we? Yeah. All right, so we've got six games that we kind of think are some big ones coming up. Uh, either they're going to be played tomorrow or uh, Friday, Saturday. So these are going to be some Jim Dandes coming up. So we're going to kind of rip through them. we got a couple notes, a couple things to say, and then we're going to pick to see who is going to be – who we think is going to win each game. What do you think about that? I like it. So let's start with the Thursday matchups. Uh, first, we'll start with the Red Knights of Benilde St. Margaret's traveling to Sydney Langseth and the Eden Prairie Eagles. Peter, your thoughts? Benilde's got a shot. I think if they keep the score close, they've allowed one single goal uh, in their last 10 games. So if the D and the goaltending hold up, Benilde's got a shot, but I'm going to pick Eden Prairie. I'm taking EP. I, I do I, I do think, same with you, as I think the Red Knights are a strong team right now, but I just think they're a couple... I think being at home EPs, that's where it going to help them. And then if they don't get to a quick start. I mean, I saw Benil last night, fast as get out. Don't get me wrong. But I think EP's got a few more uh, powerful players on their team than Jefferson. Thus, it's going to be a bigger challenge for Benil than it's going to be tough for them. I, I'd see like a, I can see like a 2-1-3-2 game. Really nice and close. Nice I, and think, I think that score plays into Benil's hand, but it'll... It'll all depend on what they get out of whichever goalie they play because they've rotated fairly True. evenly between Rose Bean and, and Carly Green. All right, I'll say uh, EP 4-2 with an empty netter. Nice. That's the sealer. Do right, I got to pick a score? No, you can. Okay. I mean, if you want to, that's double nah, points. I don't okay. want to pick a score. All right, I'll put EN just in case I get right. All right, next <laughs> one is going to be Blaine traveling over to the Proctor Hermantown Railhawks. I like to call them the Railhawks. Railhawks would be Rail cooler. Hawks. Oh, totally. We'll come up with that later on, too, another segment. But anyway, uh, Blaine versus Proctor Hermantown. Your thoughts? Uh, I mentioned this a few minutes ago, but it's a it's a Proctor Hermantown schedule beef. I mean, they'll take 10 losses in the regular season if it means that they play a quality two-way schedule getting prepared for the postseason. Uh, last year, they came down and played Blaine. This year, the venue will switch. I'll take... Um, I think I'll actually take Blaine in this one. Haley Hansen's been playing out of her mind, the goaltender for the Bengals. So I'll take Haley Hansen and the Bengals in a tight game. I'm going to take hometown. I'm going to say Proctor Hermantown's going to win this one. Uh, I think Homer. Uh, well, you know, sometimes you get the bus legs, and uh, I think Hermantown, Proctor or Proctor Hermantown, however you want to go phrase it. Um, I just think the home team's going to win. I think they both are equal teams. I know that Proctor is a single-A team, but again, since they've played other double teams, uh, they are, I think, ready for that that challenge. And so I'm going to take, take the Railhawks for sure. All right. Very enough. All right, let's slide over to, I think these are all Saturday, if I do remember from my calendar. Yeah, the next four are Saturday. Games. Yep, they're all Saturday. So let's uh, let's start off with, uh, we just got done talking about uh, the Warriors of uh, Brainerd Little Falls. They're traveling up to the Ramland of Rose. Ramland. Ramland. And Katie Santel. How, Kayla. Kayla, what did I say? Katie. 
What did I say Katie for? I don't know. I just tried going on memory. It was silly. That's okay. All right. So Rams, Warriors, who do you like? Rams, Warriors. I'm going to take the Rams. This game has huge Section 8 huge. class 2A implications. Rozo has the win right now over the Warriors, but if Brandon Little Falls can pick up a win, that could help their section resume. But I will take the Rams at home. Uh, as much as I want to take the Warriors, because I just got done talking about it, I just I don't see them have enough power to take on um, Santel and Helgeson. I think that's just they're going to be too much, and I'm not going to use the bus legs because Brainerd travels <laughs> north a lot. So, But I, I just think the home cooking for Rozo is going to take over with Helgeson and Santel. So I think Rozo is going to win that one as well. True. All right, next one's going to be Breck going to the Ladies of Troy at the pick. The ladies of Troy, queens of the upset so far. We forgot to mm. mention this one in our Tuesday review. Uh, Wyzetta takes down um, number four, Minnetonka, 4-2. to two. We did That's miss that one. How did we miss that one? Be, because I got caught up talking about my Maple Grove gals. Who's our producer? I need to talk to him I, or her. Uh, fired he's him. fired. All right. So Micah Bergeron picks up her second huge win in a week. She had 22 saves on 24 shots in the Trojans win over Northright County last week. She had 22 saves on 24 shots in this win over the Skippers. That's been a heck of a pickup for the Trojan varsity. I believe Micah was on the JV for the start of the year. Uh, I'm still going to take the Mustangs. I think that Wyzetta's upset streak might stop here. I think that Breck is just too powerful and too deep for the Trojans. Uh, I, I am... You know what? I, I want to I want to take Wazetta because I really feel right now uh, Wazetta's had like the tale of two seasons. The beginning season they started really well, and then they went through a little bit of a, a spell. And I think now they're starting to whoop it up a little bit with Urban and, and Branton and Matthews both having really good games. Last night, Matthews had uh, slow. Matthews had two goals. Uh, Urban had two goals. Branton had two assists. So I think those three are starting to click a lot. Uh, and I think a big win over Minnetonka. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to. I'm going to take Wazetta. I'm taking the upset. What the wow. heck? Home They're good at home. They're, They're good at home. They like playing at the pit, yeah. man. Yeah, dude. So it's, it's a party after every game. You know, it's not like you are playing against some softies. You're playing late conference at home, so it's. They're not playing soft teams, so bring on the Brex, and we'll see what happens. Bring it on. All right, two big games popping up. These are the ones that just catch your eyes. The Dinah Hornets traveling to the Maple Grove Community Center. Crimson Hornets, go. On the Olympic ice, too. Mm, go big, go home. I'm, I'm going to take the Hornets. They haven't done anything to make me think that they won't win this game. I will say that Maple Grove hung tough with the Dinah during the Walzer semifinals, losing 2-1. to one. I watched that game on a live stream. Maple Grove, they're pretty physical for a, a girls team. And I think that their tight checking, if you can say that, uh, can hamper some of Adina's speed. But when you're going up against Uma Cornier, good luck. That's a nice way to phrase it. I think I, I, I want to say right now that I, I'm taking Adina, and the only reason I'm taking Adina because I think they're they're not just – they're not good, but they're sneaky good. Sometimes we talk about teams that are sneaky good because they just pick good times to play really, really good, and they get up for big games. Edan is at the top of the crop. They've been playing really super well all season long, so I'm not taking nothing away from them. And they've actually showed where for a while their Hannah Chorsky was really providing the powerhouse, and then all of a sudden other girls would step up and have big games, so it wasn't just her that was doing her by herself. But I just think that Maple Grove doesn't quite have enough power uh, or if I can say they're out all-star, can I say that? I mean, goaltending is going to be a, a matchup. I, mm. I can see this one easily being a 2-1 matchup, um, but I think Dan is going to be the team that has more goals than Maple Grove, unfortunately, because um, I'm not a big Dan fan. But, hey, when it comes to girls' hockey, they're one of the better ones to watch. So They also have nine players that have 11 or more points. 
talk about spread depth. out. That's depth. Yep. Depth. So I'd love to have a, a three-line team as opposed to a one-line lean team. Yeah, so. no kidding. Definitely. All right, The and then we have the uh, the NFC Championship game. This is the big one. This is the biggie. So big old Blake Bears travel up to Andover and take over those pesky Huskies. Yeah, which game are you more excited for, uh, Blake Andover or Niners Chiefs? Oh, that's a good question. Boy, that's a good right? question. Um, actually, I'm pretty excited about the Niners and Chiefs because last time I checked, it was a like a one-point spread, which could check, and I'll check that right now. This could be a one-point spread between the Bears and the Huskies as well. I think so. I think you're absolutely correct. So um, I'll let you go first because yeah. we've kind of had that, that the system going on right now. Yeah, we also messed up um, a few seconds ago. We said these were all on Saturday. These are on Friday. So Friday, January 31st is going to be a Maple Grove and Blake and Andover. Uh, last year, Blake won. At home, and this year the game is at Andover, where the Huskies always seem to find a little bit extra. This the building is going to be packed. It's going to be loud. It's going to be a crazy, crazy environment. Looking forward to it. We'll probably send, or at least try to send a photographer out there. But it doesn't get much better. Number two versus number three. But I'm going to take uh, Andover. And uh, the current um, right now shows that uh, I just had it for a sec. It shows that um, Kansas City is a one-and-a-half-point favorite over at San Francisco, with the mm-hmm. over-under being 54-5. Um, I think this is going to be a, a 2-1 game as well. Um, over-under is probably going to be four. Over-under is uh, four. I'll well, take the over on that one. Yeah, that's that's a safe bet. I would, uh, I'll stay with what I'm going to I think it's going to be another 2-1. Um, who do we take? I'm going to take the home team. Home team's going to win. And, and over. over. Simple, 2-1. Done. Deeper. Deeper. More powerhouse. physical. Well, yeah, and, and we've talked about that Blake team how many times where, like, you're going, okay, every time I look at the scores, it's like, who's on there? A-W, A-B, L-D. And then, and I then mean. Susie Higuchi chips in with a point They do, but you, you see them win, like, a 9-2 game, and it's all of a sudden L-D's got four points, and A-W's got six points, and Burton's got three assists. You're like, right. seriously. I mean, and, and I and I get it. They're out there, and they're they're, they're powerhouse, and, but – um. But Andover's got some power. If they get that second, third line for Blake, I think that's going to help them a lot. So, yeah, so the Bears so. will rely on Ellie Morrison and Susie Higuchi. If they if they can score at a little higher clip than they have been this season, then I think Blake's got a chance. But Andover can roll three lines, and they can all produce. Yep, right on. So we'll go with that one. So we'll see how they turn out next week. Yeah. Hey, let's um uh let's do a little review if we will. Kind of a catch up time. Mitt bumps. Oh, we go mid bumps now. I was actually gonna. We can go mid bumps and then we'll slide. What over. were you gonna do? Well, I was gonna go the uh, MW route. See that number five? Oh, there it is. I've got it written horizontally in my notes. Oh, do you have horizontal? Let's do an MW. Okay, let's do MW. So the I want to. I, I want to check a little, and and I've been kind of watching on and off as we kind of follow girls hockey here in the state of Minnesota. Following a little player movement in this uh, case. Well, the player movement. So checking my notes back here. So our podcast we did on twelve eleven was we talked about the Nickham sisters. So that would mm-hmm. be Alexa and Kaylee were moving and transferring from uh, Mount West Tonka and going to Orno. Yep. Didn't go anything into it. Not, no, you know, whatever the controversy and all the discussion around it, we just simply reported it, and we talked about the differences and all that good stuff. So I thought, hey, let's just – and as I look at scores every single week and kind of watch some games, we were like, ah. and then this week I said, let's take a look to see how Mount West Tonka has survived – if I can say that, survived without the Nickham sisters. It looks like they've done more than survive. I, I think so. So let's go a, a quick rough right now. So 
I'm going approximate because if we're going, okay, they because we were on a we always come on a Wednesday, so their first mm-hmm. game right away was on a Thursday the twelfth. They beat Hutchinson right away. So I said, well, the twelfth I'm not going to use as a as a. Uh, I'm not going to use the 12th as my stats. I'm going to start with the next game after that, which would be the 14th, was on the Saturday. And so from that point on, Mound West Tonka has been now seven wins, four losses, and two ties. They're so all close losses, too. Not, yeah. One goal not, or two goals. They have. Uh, if we're talking losses, they lost uh, one nothing to Delano Rockford. They lost 2-5 to five to uh, Chicago Lakes with Jenna Lowry. Obviously, that's a, a, a good loss, if I can't say that. Lost to Holy Family 1-3. That's a good quality loss, a section loss. And they lost to Matamidi two to one. It's not a section loss. That was that. No, 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 no. But, <laughs> um, but their wins have come across conference loss. Yes, uh, Chaska Chan, Waconia, New Prague. They beat at Orono. So tell me that wasn't a little six to one. Fired up. They knocked that one around. Call that a thumping. Hutchinson, in the Litchfield, and then they just beat Delano Rockford. Uh, on Tuesday. So um, I would say they're doing pretty well. Conference-wise, even though me and Peter are not the big conference fans like we used to be, we're more section fans. <laughs> um, you know, Mount Wetzaka right now is in that number two spot behind Holy Family, uh, conference-wise. So um, you're, what, what are your thoughts about that? They have done, seem like they have not skipped a beat with by losing, if you would, the, the Nickham sisters. Losing two players and Kylie certainly played a key role in last year's run to the to the state tournament, but Mount West Tonka seems to be just fine. I don't know if I would have picked them to win any of those games that they lost, especially not against a team like Holy Family that's a quality class 2A program. The Whitehawks seem to be just fine. So I, I think it'll come down uh, come down to the wire for them in the Section 2 playoffs. They lost to Delano Rockford but rebounded with a 3 nothing win. Um, I think they're intact. I think they're. I think they're good to go. I think so. Uh, so it'd be interesting how that goes. And if I took a quick peek here at the how the Ornos have done, I've got one, two, it's almost the three, same. four, five, six, seven, eight wins. Uh, mind you, they've got three. They've got two shutouts back to back. They've got let's see, since the fourteenth, they've got one, two, three, four losses. And in that mix, they have no ties because they tied on the 13th. We could put the tie there if we want to because that's yeah. Delano. So what are they, 8, 4, and 1 yeah. in that stretch? So It's it's virtually the same. It's almost as like West both Tonkers. teams got something out of it. Yeah. But Mount West Tonka did not get any players in the exchange <laughs> <laughs> at the trading deadline. So Speaking of trade deadline, NBA trade deadline. Mm. Sorry, not the time nor the place. No, that's fine. I was, I was, My bad. I was right talking to something else. Not what I was going through. It's okay. All right. Um. Let's talk about some players that uh, have done some amazing things either the last week or on a season or a career. Mid-bombs, let's see your mid-bombs. Thank you. Congratulations oh. to Billie Eilish for winning, winning four Grammys. Swept the big one. Swept, swept, swept. All right, so let's um, – oh, gosh, where do I start? Well, let's start with the one that I, I think um, kind of blew me out of the waters right off the get start was. Um, first one to give to is uh, Bailey Olson. And you're asking yourself, Bailey Who? Exactly. So as I uh, saw that name, and I was, you know, I kind of peek and see who is up there because right now it's becoming the um, Hannah Corneliuson and Olivia Mobley race. So who's going to take points in the season? And Hannah's got lead in the goals. But all of a sudden, I look in there, I go, "Holy cow!" There's this Bailey Olson, number five in goals in the state, number five in points. So I had to peek a little bit. So sure enough, she plays. She's a junior at uh, Wilmer who is actually doing pretty well right now at in the Central Lakes Conference, our favorite word, conference. Uh, they're 16-7-1, so not too bad for 507 hockey. I think, is that, wait, is that 507 or is that 320? 
I have no idea. I think it might be directly The only area west. codes I care about are 651 and 701. That's point. Um, so anyway, so on the season, Bailey has 36 goals. And like I said, she's right now currently tied for fifth in the state. She has uh, 26 assists, and she's got uh, 62 points on the season. So she is tied right now uh, with Gino Hendrickson in points for the state. Not just in her conference, but for the state. Nice. A little cred to her. In their 24 games, she is averaging 2.58 points per game. I don't know what I'm more surprised at, her point total or the fact that Wilmer is 16-7-1. I, that's that's why I had to talk about. It. It's one thing if you're on a uh, low caliber team that doesn't have a great record and your numbers are spellbounding, like sometimes the 507 teams are. But this is a decent little team. Uh, her last game that we have here, she played on let's see the 27th, so that'd be Monday. Um, she had four goals and one assist and a 9-3 victory over Prairie Center. Wow! So folks. Let's make sure you give a mitt bump to Miss Bailey Olson as Wilmer is going to go and do some bigger things. Congrats. Another play I want to jump, uh, make sure and get on your calendar, or I'm sorry, on your radar is uh, – Or your calendar yeah, if you, you want to go see too. her play. Kiana Bender. Now, we talked a lot. Uh, she's from Cloquet Esco Carlton, the Lumber Jills, as I like to call them. Lumber Jills. She is a senior. She is the one-two punch for her and T. Swizzle, T. Taylor Nelson for the Lumber Jills. Bender always comes up. She's always doing big things. She's got 28 goals in the season. She's got 21 assists. Why does she catch my attention? Because she's it's either Taylor or Kiana. I'm like, oh, and I keep looking. I'm like, oh, Kiana's got to be, she's got to be committed someplace. So I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking. I finally see she's committed to UMD. I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. But she's committed for softball. Mm-hmm. So I think that was amazing that I know sometimes we all get hung up on their D1 commit, they're going to play hockey, their D1 commit, and we kind of forget there is some really good multi-sport athletes out there. So I want to make sure that she got some credit because, um, and I and I credit to the Hockey Hub too, not just putting hockey stuff up there. I mean, they put on kids that are committed to St. Thomas or Gustavus, but here she is, she's for softball. And I'm going to cough, so I'm going to have you take it for a minute. Softball. All Lake Superior Conference honors. There were two Cloquet gals who earned that honor last year. One was Lucy Sinkinen, the other, Kiana Bender. So a first-team all-conference performer by uh, a performance. And the other big point I want to throw about Miss Bender is the fact that she has scored in every single game this year except for the Brainerd-Little Falls game where I was on uh, November 12th, and they lost in a 3-1 game, and she did not score any points on the season she has two hat tricks and she has one assist trick which is a three or more assist game so mid bump to miss bender on a great season and congratulations on your umd a wonderful soccer. career heck yeah all right another one we're throw out there too is that jada habish who is committed to yukon yukon uh Reason I want to bring her up is because of last night. They did lose a tough one last night um, in a 3-2 to Eden Prairie, if I do remember that. Yes. Yes. Um, the reason it's a big deal for Jada is because she got her 100th and 101st career goals. That puts her as only the second player in Buffalo Girls High School history that has got two, uh, got 100 goals. Wow. We're going to cough again. I think we're all trading the same bug here. Like, I feel fine except for my throat and the cough and the dryness and the headache and the fever and the, oh, he's still gone. I wish people could see this right now. It's kind of funny. I know. it's a tick. It just kind of lives in the middle of your throat. Uh, one more note on Jada Habish. 
She is joining UConn, as we just mentioned. There is another Minnesotan who is playing for the UConn Huskies right now who deserves special recognition. It is Miss Jesse Aney from Rochester Century. And I believe that she is one of the, I believe she holds the records for most assists. Yes, in her career. I was correct. She's a grad assistant for UConn. She had 217 assists in her girls' high school career for Rochester Century. So she's on the UConn team. So is uh, junior Natalie Snodgrass, the hero from Team USA a couple of years ago. So it's not like Jada will be joining a team totally devoid of Minnesota talent. And now I am going to cough. She's going to cough. I just had a tickle. That's all it was. One more note on Jada Habish is that the other gal that's got 100 goals or more in uh, Buffalo history. Love the the voice. Well, you're still going, aren't you? Uh, no, it's good. No, it's, I got a lozenge when I was working. It's Katie Rooney who also has got 100 goals. So that's who Jada. Hooray! She does help that. All right, last mid-bump of the of the game or the of the show goes to Taylor Nelson, who we just talked about her line mate and her, her buddy. Um, she did get a five-point uh, evening last night as they were victorious uh, at or over at North Show in an 8-1 victory. She had three goals and two assists. But what's a big deal is that was her 200th point in her career, which makes her... Number one in Cloquet, Esco, Carlton, girls, high school history. Congratulations, Taylor. So that's a heck of a deal. 200 points. Whoa. That is a, that's a mind blower bender. Blower bender, scrambler, scrambled so, eggs. So, yes, my, my eggs all just scrambled. All right, so... We like to cage fogger. We're gonna go the other side of it. We're not gonna. This doesn't f- f- fog my cage. I almost hit the other. One. <laughs> I'd have thrown the whole show off the <laughs> rails for sure. We're we're way off the rails. This if is you're a new still one. Listening to this, and I don't want to go Thanks. the way that Tony Scott and YJH they always do a boom roast, but we cage fog. This is kind of in the middle. We do. This one rubbed Peter the wrong way, Did and we're gonna call it way. a cage roast because it is someone on social media that decided to use. The social platform, which is sometimes people's it's only always to speak about their personal opinions or events when they have no foot or platform to stand on, but they just feel that if they can vent on someone else's platform, that they will either get followed or heard or let them know that they are, have a burner account and they live in their mom's basement. Probably. That's, it's ridiculous. So yeah. I'm going to let Peter uh, roast this oh, bro. I'm gonna yeah, I am gonna roast this bro. So for one thing, he has zero followers. This is very obviously a burner account. His name is Joe, and then there's a bunch of numbers after it. So we tweeted out um, a now prospect, Emma Schmitz, um, in Rochester Lourdes win over. Apparently it's Lourdes. Apparently you don't pr- pronounce the S. Probably French. Probably Lourdes. Yeah, Delut. Yeah, Delute. sure. Ah, uh, whatever. That's fine. So we tweeted something out about Emma Schmitz. She had a great game. Blah da 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 da. And one of the comments is, I'm sure the referees. Got a good dinner from Lourdes after that game. The ref called a bad uh on both sides all game. But to call two penalty at same time with one three two is not right. For one thing, why can't you spell? What, were you too busy eating paste during kindergarten? And you just you just forgot how to spell? For two, this has nothing to do with you. So what do you why do you feel the need to comment on it? For three, get a hobby. Find something to do. A stamp collection. Build model airplanes or something. Because literally anything would be more productive than what you're doing right now. But I took a look at this person's Twitter profile. 
Um, it's mainly just a bunch of complaining uh, and misspellings and not being able to type coherently. So I'm going to assume that this person has nothing going on. Yep. Probably lives in a, a one-room shack somewhere with a spotty internet connection. Or he's got a cubicle over in Maplewood at the 3M factory and does nothing but crunch numbers all day and then has a five-minute smoke break where he says, I'm going to vent. And then takes it out on uh, on the Twitter world. Or if they're down in Rochester or he's ticked off because he was with, uh, if he's a Chisago uh, Lake fan, maybe that's what ticked him off because that was the team that was on the losing side. Is. And Emma did have an unbelievable game. She had two assists in their comeback. They got two goals in like within like the last minute of the game yeah. to tie it. And then uh, 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 Sarah, I believe Sarah Dravis got the overtime win for Rolo, as I like to call him. Yeah. But if um, you're going to have an opinion, you might as well spell correctly. Yeah. It, 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 it's not that hard. No. And I, if you have something constructive to say, please say it. But if you have nothing better to say than just rip on the officiating on a social platform, then get rid of your social platform. Get rid of your social platform. Remember, please. stamp collection. Your yeah. local postmaster can help you get started. It's a line from King of the Hill. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Well, oh gosh, we have, uh, we've gone all over the place, all over the rails. He just pitched his finger on the table. Oh, okay, let's, let's wrap this, this, this before. Oh, my gonna, gosh. <laughs> that's going to bruise. Three questions. Ow. <laughs> this pinched my, yeah, just digit, pinched my finger. Yeah, digit. Digit. Three questions I'm throwing at Peter because we like to find out a little more information about Peter, who he is, and what he's all about. So first question is, Peter, we have some really cool co-op names. For example, we've got the Riverhawks with North Wright County. One of the coolest ones that I've seen this year so far has been the Stormcats. What? Shush it now. This is amazing because I have been following Anoka Spring Lake Park, who's a new combo this year. The yeah. new co-op with Mashuga, right? So that yeah. they have, now they've got a Twitter account, which I was so jacked about. She's also the first player in that uh, program's women's history to top 40 points in a single season. So if you want to check out the Stormcats, it is at S, I'm sorry, at A-S-L-P underscore Stormcats. Stormcats. So pick a, if you were to co-op two squads and have a really cool nickname, what would it be? Oh, is this just like a hypothetical? Yeah. Oh, because I picked... Um, I picked the Storm and Sabres of Sartell Soccer Rapids as my favorite co-op. Oh, that's a good one I think too. that's a nice, a nice way of combining both the full names of, um, of each team. And not the Devil Bears, which not I know people are De- ripping all over. Or the Johnson Como North St. Paul Polar, Polar Devils. Devils. I didn't know the Devil lived in Antarctica. Well, there's Ice Devils, I guess. Ice Devil would be kind of a cool name. Ice Devil would be cool. I, I consider winter in Minnesota to be a devil, so maybe that would be an ice devil. Snow devil? Yeah, but if I had to pick a favorite, it would be the Storm and Savers. Okay, awesome. Question number two. Um, every single week, there's always the Minnesota Girls Hockey Hub. Um, always has you know voting on the player of the week. We vote for them, and it's always nice to see the great stats, but who does Peter like to vote for more often? Vote for a goalie who's got a great game or a couple games or a skater who's got great stats for a week? A goalie. How come? You're not a goalie. Because the goalie is, it doesn't matter what the matchup is, the goalie faces the shots the goalie gets. So if even if you're if you're playing for a team like in Edina and you play a lower-ranked team, pick whoever the lowest-ranked team is in the state, and you're Uma Cornier and you still make 30 saves, that's still 30 saves. That's still a really good performance. But if you're in Edina skater and you play the lowest-rated team in the state, you pile up five or six points, I'm going to attribute that 
to you playing against a lower-rated team. So I will take the goalie in most of those situations. I like your thing. I do do it a case-by-case basis. Yeah, it depends on the matchup. I don't sure. like it when it's like Olivia Mobley's got like 12 points and a Against Mayhaha United. Yeah. No, I'm like she's the state leader right now. 72. I know she is. She's up there, seventy two, and HC is at seventy one. So she'll pass her up this weekend. All right, uh, question number C or three. three. What is Peter's favorite fruit to eat? That's a really good question. That's why I brought it up to you. Um, if it's fresh pineapple, mm. I do have a thing for frozen blueberries, though. They're like little. They're like little balls of sugar. They are, but they help my memory. Do they really? According to my mother's copy of Reader's Digest. <laughs> From 1965? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty close. They're just laying around the house. Oh, just in random oh, spots. Frozen blueberries. All right, well, let's uh, let's blueberry our way to the end of the show because we yeah. have wrapped things up. If you made it this far, thank you. send us an email and we will personally apologize. Thank you. But you can hit us up on Twitter. at uh, Yeah, hit us hockey. up on Twitter yeah, and we'll apologize, hockey. I promise. We'll send you a direct message. So, anyway, thank you, for Peter, for being here today, for his... Uh, Catching me when I had my tickle, and I got you, bro. We got you each other. So, um, hey, this is Todd Hulk. So, thank you again for listening to her ice because it is not his ice, and it never will be. Hey, remember next week is section talk. So, catch us next week. Take care of yourselves and each other. We'll talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool, all about the bounce in my step. Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool.